0: Here's what's coming up on today's show.
1: If you're buying things on, on when it's down versus when it's up, uh, cause you get more shares that way. So it's good to think of it that way and think about, you know, you're know you putting money in today and you don't need it maybe five or 10 years from now, as long as it's worth more, that's the key, not to worry about what happens day to day. Hello, this is Mark Silverman, managing member and founder of Silverman and & Associates. And I'm also a certified financial planner professional. I want to welcome you to the Saving with Silverman podcast. I'm glad you're here. Each week, we'll discuss different financial planning topics, because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life.
2: Mark, uh, I've got uh, kind of a a fun fact of the week here. Do you know uh, Pablo Escobar?
1: I don't know him personally. I know of him, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you you might be good buddies or something. Yeah, I know. I read earlier this week. I try to run with a different crowd.
2: (laughs) Pablo Escobar uh, would cheat while playing Monopoly with his family by hiding extra money wherever he planned to sit. I mean, it's kind of, wow, that's kind of dishonest when you're playing with your own family and cheating them.
1: Well, I guess, you know, I guess if you're living that lifestyle and you're cheating in your professional life, I guess it trickles down to your personal life, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <suppose laughs> I mean, every, so. everything is a is a racket, I guess. Everything
2: kind of a racket, kind of a, mm-hmm. a scam, you know. Uh-huh. So Let's go to the mailbag here. We have some great questions that have come in uh, either uh, via email or some folks have called in with these questions. First one here is from Paul in Catalina Foothills. Paul says, I have a life insurance policy that I've had for many years, and I was able to stop paying premiums more than a, a decade ago while still keeping the policy in place. But I just got a letter that I need to
1: start paying again
2: to keep the policy. What do you think happened here?
1: Boy, I have well, a question Paul, about yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, well, Paul, that's a great question. Um, and for those of you listening, what Paul did is he went onto our website, which is savingwithsilverman.com. If you click on the radio tab, there's a place to submit a question. And if you do that, there's a high likelihood that you'll get to hear your question uh, on the air. So uh, Paul, great question. You know, what's happened is you have a policy, what the issue with these with the life insurance and what, what happens with life insurance is there's a cost of insurance each year. So each year you get older, which everybody does until you don't, the cost of insurance goes up. So what was happening is you probably had enough cash value in the policy to overcome what the cost of insurance was. Well, what's happening now is the cost of insurance is kind of eating up a lot of the uh, cash value in the policy. So either it's going to affect the death benefit or those sorts of things where the policy could just go away if that happens too often. So they're telling you to put more money in to keep the policy afloat, which is going to continue to happen. It's not going to go away because each year you get older, like I said, the cost of insurance goes up. What you can do is if you're still insurable, I'm happy to take a take a look at it. We do, uh, I am life insurance licensed. Uh, it's not a big part of what we do, but it is a piece of uh, the puzzle that we solve. We can take a look at it and see if there's some things that we can do to uh, maybe improve that or stop uh, having to make premium payments depending on what type of policy that you're in and, and uh, what, what might be available now versus what you had a long time ago.
2: Well, uh, you know, getting old is is not always fun, but, uh, you know, I think it's a lot better than the alternative is what I always say about true, that. You know. True. Keep getting as old as you can for as long as you can. You know? Right. Quality
1: so, of life, though, too. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, next question here to Liz in Green Valley. Liz says, I have whiplash from watching the market for the last few months. What can I invest in that won't be so volatile? Well,
1: that's a good question, Liz. I, I mean, I don't know if it's been the last few months. It's been several years. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, volatility isn't going away. I, I hate to say it. Uh, there's, a, I think there's several reasons for that. But uh, volatility is not going to go away with, with the amount of people that are trading that can trade from their phones and the access to information, misinformation, et cetera. Things are just going to be moving at a moment's notice. So, you know... There's a lot of things that you can invest in. A lot of them involve risk, especially in this day and age. In order to keep up with inflation, the only thing that you can invest in that doesn't really involve risk is like a money market or, or checking or savings or CDs, which rates are higher than they have been. However, we still know they're not going to keep pace with inflation. So in the long run, uh, that's not a good place to invest. You've got to have your emergency funds. It's a good place to put your emergency funds in those type of vehicles. But any, everything else should be in something that has a chance to uh, keep pace with inflation and hopefully exceed inflation. After fees and expenses, so and that's a typical like a portfolio, etc. That might have a diversified, globally diversified portfolio of, you know, stocks and bonds, etc. Uh, in different as- different asset classes, and we're happy to talk to you about that uh, if you want to have that conversation. But as far as you know, everything's going to be volatile, so it has to do with how long you're going to be invested into it. Volatility uh, can be a good thing depending on how you look at it. Volatility is good if you're if you're buying things on on when it's down versus when it's up because uh, you get more shares that way. So it's good to think of it that way. And think about, you know, you're putting money in today and you will not need it maybe five or ten years from now. As long as it's worth more, that's the key, not to worry about what happens day to day.
2: And that big word uh, you mentioned a moment ago, inflation, is a real deal. If you're not planning mm-hmm. for inflation, then you're you know, going to have some real problems later on down the road. Correct. One more question today. It's from Grace in Tucson. And Grace says, I'm 67 and probably will fully retire in the next year or two. Right now I have the opportunity to reduce my hours at work from 30 down to 20 per week, which would make a huge difference for me in the grueling hospital setting that I work in but that would reduce my income enough that I'd need to start supplementing it from somewhere. Would it be better to start my Social Security or start withdrawing from retirement accounts?
1: It's a good question. I can't give you a definite answer, but from what you've said, I mean, if you start Social Security, you're not going to be having to pay anything back because you're at full retirement age at 67 what you would give up, though, is each year you defer it up until age 70, you're getting 8% compounded, mm-hmm. and as I tell people, the only place you're getting guaranteed 8% there's not an annuity like the somebody's running ads that they're going to give you this that doesn't exist. It's a pie in the sky number. The only place you get a guaranteed 8% is through the government and that's through social security. So that's what you want to have to consider. If you have saved a lot and you've done a good job saving in your 401k, like you mentioned, or your retirement accounts, um, if you could start pulling from those, maybe that does make sense to produce those as well. So you don't have to take a large RMD later on. Um, so i mean happy to have a further conversation, depending on what those numbers look like. So I can't give you specifics, but if you want to you know, reach back out to me, uh, have, a, have a conversation, I'd be happy to address it more and give you some more concrete answers.
2: Great questions on the show today from Grace, Liz, and Paul, and uh, a lot of other folks out there have questions that they would like to ask you. And uh, go over again what folks need to do if they'd like to get a question to you.
1: All you have to do is, Ron, you'll give the number out, but just either either send us a text or, or call us. Uh, you'll leave a voicemail, and we'll get back to you on the next business day, which is typically Monday, and uh, assuming there's no holiday, and we'll schedule a time. Christine will reach out to you personally and, and schedule a time for a 15- to 20-minute phone call with me, not with anybody else, and I'll answer any questions that you have specifically, you know, uh, regarding your financial future, whatever it might look like, and whether regarding our process. Anything that's on your mind, we'll, we'll be happy to address. And you can also uh,
2: submit uh, questions through the website. How do they do that?
1: Correct. Like I said, if you go to the website, which is savingwithsilverman.com, click on the radio tab and there's a place to submit a question. You type it in there and there's a good chance you'll get to hear that question here on the air. You've been
2: listening to the Saving with Silverman Podcast. If you have any questions at all about your financial situation, please give Mark Silverman a call. Again, his number is 520-333-7601 or go online to savingwithsilverman.com. For Mark Silverman, I'm Ron Stutz. We'll see you next time on the Saving with Silverman podcast.
0: The Saving with Silverman podcast is brought to you by Silverman and Associates Wealth Management LLC, based in Tucson, Arizona. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to shows. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Saving with Silverman to find us or visit savingwithsilverman.com to listen to past episodes. To contact Mark and to learn more about how to make smarter decisions, with your money. Did you know that Mark Silverman also has a radio show? Tune in to Saving with Silverman, Saturdays and Sundays at 3 p.m. on AM 790 KNST.